Welcome to the Tejas Law PLLC podcast and video blog. This show is brought to you by Tejas Law PLLC, a defendant's law firm guiding you to a new beginning. You can email us at service at tejaslaw.com or find us at www.tejaslaw.com. Warning. This show contains live recorded footage. Parental guidance, although not generally necessary, is suggested. All right, welcome to the Teach Us Law Show, where the topics are random, the jokes don't make sense, and your host may not be coherent. Every show is comprised of a 22-minute segment, which revolves around a topic drawn randomly from a hat of legal topics. Each guest is given one week to prepare, and we use a rapid-fire method of discussion. Okay, all right. So, um, do you have any questions before we begin? No. Okay. I'm um, worried to see what you come up with, but I'm ready. <laughs> I'm excited to see what is coming <laughs> Have you have you heard any of our podcasts before? I haven't. No, told you have me not. I, I haven't okay. listened. I think it's honestly better, so I can just hear your questions and not be afraid. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, there is still a slight. Oh, that goes away. Oh, is it the fan? No, that's a. The clicking sound is. It's like a clock sound. Yeah, no, there I we go. That so that's that's yeah, gone now. Yep, it's gone. All right. Um, the fans are on, so our listeners might hear a slight buzzing in the background, but um, it is what it is. All right. With that being said, uh, this is the Teach Law Show. This is our fourth episode. Uh, we have the wonderful Sydney. Sydney, what is your last name? Is it Australia? It is not Australian. Okay. I was not born there, contrary to popular belief. Um, my last name is Olar, though. Olar. O-L-L-A-R. Yeah. A-R. A German name for a varied background. Okay, awesome. So tell us about your background. What do you do? Where are you from? Obviously, not Australia. Um, you're here at Tejas Law. What do you do here? Three minutes. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm originally from Sarasota, Florida. Uh, I went to undergrad at Florida State University. Um, I double majored in international affairs and English lit. I took a couple years off before I went to law school. Um, Now I am here in Orlando at Barry Law in my third year now, which is really weird to think. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I am a legal intern here at the firm and I do chapter seven petitions, chapter 13 plans, kind of wherever you guys need me, I would do work. Um, but when I'm not here, I am at home with my two hell dogs who I love so much. <laughs> okay. Um, what kind of dogs do you have? So one is a little corgi mix, and the other is something called a black mouth cur. Apparently, they're big, very big in Florida. They're hunting dogs. I had no idea when I got her that this was a big deal, though. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that is uh, question one checked off good um so many of our our listeners who are listening in for the first time uh will not really understand how this show works but it's 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 quite interesting um we will work with a or we will invite a individual who has some sort of legal experience um whether it's a large amount of legal experience uh, and they're a full-fledged full-fledged attorney um or they're just starting out um and i will kind of put them into I don't want to use the term hot seat, but we'll put them in a, in a seat and then we'll ask them 10 to 15 questions. Um, they will get the questions usually a day or so before, but in Sydney's case, she got them this morning. Um, we've had quite a bit of a break between our last podcast and this podcast because of this um, COVID situation. Uh, however, with that being said, we are hoping to now get back on track. Um, 
as always, we have Pamela with us. Um, we like to switch between Pamela and Carla, um, alternating back and forth. Next podcast will be with um, Ben. Um, I'm sorry, Ben and Wes, if I can get them both. If not, then definitely Wes. Uh, and we'll have Carla um, in on the conversation at that point. Um, and then uh, today's hot seat contestant, or whatever you want to call it, is obviously uh, Sydney Olar. Um, Sydney, not, not Australia. Not, not, not Australia. Sydney, not Australia. <laughs> Olar. Um, the way these podcasts are set up is not to be serious. Um, obviously have some sort of legal discussion, but... Um, to, to be more entertaining because quite frankly who wants to listen to, to, to legal mumbo jumbo all day long um, it is incredibly boring um, with that being said Sydney how is law school this has definitely been an experience um, with corona going on we went virtual last semester kind of up in the air for what we're doing for the fall semester it has definitely been an experience though <laughs> and I'm very happy to be almost done with it okay um, so when school, let me let me rephrase this because because I've got a I've got an interesting thought on this. Okay. Years and years ago, when I decided to go to law school, um, I was looking at a school uh, in Minnesota that was the first ABA approved online or part online part offline school. Um, at that point in my life, I wanted to find an online law school, but those just didn't exist. There was a few in the West Coast, but with those schools, you're only allowed to practice in the state where they're located. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't traditionally ABA approved in terms of their program. Um, so there was this one school in, in Minnesota that had this four-year program where basically three years um, you did online, one year you did in-house, um, and it was the only one. It was a very competitive program to get into, and I obviously did not get in. With that being said, um, now all the schools are essentially going online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but what I've noticed is tuition prices haven't decreased. Not even even yeah. though the, the cost of supplying this education has essentially decreased drastically because you're not paying for, um, you know, the air conditioning and heating and uh, electrical and the buildings aren't being used or maintenance goes down drastically. And um, you're probably, you know, schools are probably saving thousands of dollars a year just on toiletries because they're not, having as many people use the restrooms and silly things like that. But in my opinion, they should be passing this back on to the students and it seems like they are not. What are your thoughts on that? Just just a quick 30 seconds. Well, it's interesting because in my case, our tuition prices have actually increased. So not only are we not seeing even a stable, you know, <laughs> state of our tuition, we actually had to have an increase going online. So like you said, yeah, we have restricted access to classrooms, restricted access access to the library, but I'm paying more money to sit in my living room and actually take my classes. So it's definitely been a frustrating experience, but luckily I only have a year left of this. I think if I was going into my first year and I was experiencing increased tuition for this kind of experience, I definitely would be fighting a little bit harder because it's it's not the same experience that we were getting for the past two years. Do you still have to go and buy books on campus and then Wow. So, yeah, so, so we still have that at full expense, too. All of our books, we're expected to have our working uh, computer, all of our electronic resources, plus all of our textbooks, and then the increased tuition. So it's definitely been an interesting time transitioning to this online school. Yeah, that That's sucks. Super expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, very You're talking expensive. like 16, 17 grand a semester, maybe even more nowadays. Um, 
plus a thousand dollars a semester for books. Plus you have to buy the books on the. Yeah, gotta yeah. buy all the books. Then they make you buy supplements and statute books. There's so much hidden expense that's not even included in the tuition that is also increasing as we sit there. So wow. at this point in time, and I'm saying like 2020, and I know the entire year has been wild. It's just been one. Yeah. Yeah, one video game, one video game boss after another, almost. (laughs) Uh, uh, What advice would you give to a person wanting to go to law school? I think it's hard to give advice right now because it is so different than the experience I had going in. I think the biggest thing though is do your research. I definitely, I knew I always wanted to go into the legal field and that I wanted to go to law school, but I didn't do enough research going into it. So especially if I was about to start right now, I would be comparing a lot more programs, seeing how they're handling the uh, the virtual switch to see how everything's going. Okay. Uh, speaking of switch, I just turned off the fan, so the buzzing <laughs> sound uh, is probably gone, uh, which is a good thing. So fantastic. Um, you're welcome, listeners. Um, is now law s- yeah now now it's much better. Um, is law school hard? It's hard. Okay. It definitely is hard. I don't think there's any way that you can get around that. I think it's a manageable hard, and you have to commit to it. But when you're going into it, I think professors like to scare you and make you think that there's no way you're going to get through this. You definitely can, but it is it's a feat. <laughs> okay, um, who's your your favorite? singer now pop singer favorite pop singer i've been listening to lots of rupaul recently i know that that's not really a huge uh radio artist right now but i love rupaul have you heard of of of, um i think her name is ariana grande i have heard of an ariana grande yes (laughs) and 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 there's another woman um very pro-feminist i'm a big fan of her um Nicki minaj I, I have actually heard of Nicki Minaj before, yes. Cool, awesome. Um, there's also a, a singer by the name of Jessie J. Um, I, I don't know much about her, but I suspect the three of them have made music. Um, yeah. Great, yep. Uh, do you know which song they've made together? I actually didn't know they made a song together. They, they made a song together. They made a song together called Bang Bang. B-A-N-G space B-A-N-G. <laughs> it is a song that came out, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and... There's some interesting lyrics in there that I'd like to discuss. Um, and I will just very quickly go over this lyrics and then we can talk please, about them. Please. In the song Bang Bang by Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, and Jessie J, there is a line that says, Sure, she got a booty. I'm sorry, sure, she has a body like an hourglass. Like a what? Like an hourglass. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sydney is making the shape of an hourglass. <laughs> or the listeners at home. <laughs> yes, the listeners at home. So, so, so they can't imagine. Right. <laughs> yes. So, so the lyrics go like this. Sure, she got a body like an hourglass, but I can give it to you all the time. Sure, she got a booty like a Cadillac. Wow. Yes, very, very interesting very lyrics. Very expensive, that booty. Yeah. Yes. So, so my, 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 my discussion here is on the last line that I said. Um, sure, she got a booty like a Cadillac. Now, Cadillacs have always been known as the all-American luxury vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she's saying that, sure, she got a booty like a Cadillac, like, wow, it's expensive. Uh-huh. Or is she saying, sure, she got a booty like an hourglass, 
I'm sorry, like a Cadillac, because it's the all-American, like, pinnacle of luxury, sort of pinnacle of sexiness, I guess? Or is she saying, sure, she got a booty like a Cadillac, because Cadillacs have always been known for having very large rears. Mm -hmm. The trunk space in the Cadillac can easily fit two to three bodies. And, and I that use that. That is not from personal experience. That is not from personal experience. Okay. It is. It is from watching numerous mobster movies. Um, so I know for a fact that Cadillacs can generally fit two to three bodies, or they have quite a bit of space in the back. Okay. So I'm just not understanding if this song "Bang Bang" by Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, and Jessie J is talking about either size, luxury, or cost gotta be size i you know i think of a cadillac and it's a nice car but i don't know if i think luxury like if she had said lamborghini of course like that's luxury body like that means you put the money into it but cadillac like you said i can fit two to three bodies like we got a lot of trunk space for that i think it's got to be size i think it's size and it's expensive you know everybody's doing surgery on their bodies so it's like it's big and it's expensive you paid to make it epic. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, so essentially, Ariana Grande, and I, I suspect she's the one who starts the song off, is saying, sure, she got a booty like a Cadillac. So she's saying, sure, this other person, and I suspect it's, it's, it's an existing uh, significant other of the guy she's trying to go after, um, has an expensive, luxurious, voluptuous bottom. And she's comparing it to herself, or is she comparing it to something else? I don't understand that. So, you know, like, usually you'd be like, well, she's got a better hairstyle than me. So, essentially, when you say something like that, you're saying that, oh, you're comparing it. She's just, in this song, she's going shy of just saying, we're comparing to me. I, I just don't know what she's actually trying to I say. I think she's comparing to her because she doesn't have a booty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, and, and I like that because Sydney, you, our viewers, our listeners don't see this, but Sydney made the, the, the hand showings of, of Tiny. <laughs> of tiny. She took, she took two of her fingers and put them close together like, hey, this is the size of Ariana Grande's YouTube. Well, okay, so that was an interesting topic. Um, now, in that music video, and I've seen it numerous times this morning because of this research I have to oh do. Oh, my God, I have In seen research, it. okay. Um, in the research. Uh, all three of the entertainers show off their bottoms. Mm -hmm. And clearly from my research, Nicki Minaj has the largest. Do you think it's authentic or artificial? Meaning, is it real or is it fake? Nicki Minaj? I think it's all fake on her. I think so. <laughs> her body? Her, her, her bottom. It's fake. Okay. Have you seen, like, Google it? Before the game match, oh, it's just it's too thin. Yeah, when she was like a teenager, yeah. I've never seen tiny. You didn't have like any boobs or butt. <laughs> yeah, it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no. And 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 by boobs, um, Pamela means breasts. So. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know. Sorry. From bosom. <laughs> cool. Um, is law school what you expected? No. <laughs> why or why not? I think it's. Better in some ways, worse in some ways. Um, like I said, it's definitely not as hard as they try to scare you to make you think. But it's definitely still hard. I've had late nights, long, long days, and weeks on end to kind of get everything done. But like I said before, I mean, it is manageable. 
it's it's really hard right now just because we don't really know what's going on. I mean, even in my personal life, just like kind of trying to do this transition has been really difficult. So it is, it's, it's been better in some ways, worse in some ways, but overall, it definitely has been better than I was expecting it to be. Who's your favorite professor? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two that come to mind right when you ask me. Um, one has to be Professor Coco, because she's the one that got me interested in bankruptcy. Um, and she's just generally such a strong, amazing woman that I really, really look up to in her own personal life. Um, but also Professor Shivo, which is a professor I just had um, for the spring for Will's Trust in the States. And he was just such a kind, caring human being, especially as we were going through this transition. He was learning, we were trying to learn, and I just really appreciated that compassion that he knew what we were trying to go through throughout this entire situation. You know, I, I, kinda, I, I definitely agree. Now, I do want to pause for a second and explain. Um, so Sydney goes to Barry University School of Law in Orlando. Um, I graduated from, my, from, from that school as well. And I can tell you that every single professor there um, is literally the, 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 the pinnacle of excellence. Um, they go out of their way to take care of you. Um, they will, in numerous circumstances, at least from my personal experience, and I know uh, Sydney will, will, will feel the same way, if, if you're having difficulty understanding the subject, if you're having difficulty even just in, in, in normal everyday life situations, they will at the least provide you with guidance and point you in the right direction. Um, and I fully agree with you um, in terms of Dr. Coco and you said Professor Shivo, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, awesome, awesome professor. Professor Shivo has helped me out even recently, just a couple of weeks ago, um, with a letter of recommendation and whatnot. Um, Dr. Coco has always been a good friend and mentor um, for a very long time. Um, in fact, I, I text message and email her um, quite often, even after I got out of law school. Um, so yeah, awesome. I definitely agree with you on that. What is your typical day at TGIS Law right now? <laughs> it really depends on the day. Normally, I show up and I have frantic emails from clients trying to get me information at the last second, um, trying to collect information from them, which seems to be the hardest portion of this entire process. Um, and then I normally am working on either a Chapter 7 petition, making sure that everything is set and ready to go, or I'm actually working on a Chapter 13 payment plan and making sure that we have all the numbers and the calculations correct so that once we get to the actual signing, everything's just good to go and we have a smooth process. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, what kids movie <laughs> scarred you? Scarred me? Yes. Interesting. Okay, so it's, I think, a weird one to say, because it's also one of my favorite kid movies, but The Prince of Egypt, that movie scared me so much. Have you seen it? I have not, no. Okay, so it's actually based on the biblical story of Moses. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, but it starts off, and I mean, the historical implications of it, the Jews were slaves in Egyptian times, and they helped to kind of build these pyramids and stuff like this, and it started showing all of the slaves being beaten and all this stuff and that is burned into my memory <laughs> but it's a movie that i loved because of the music and the voice actors in it so i watched it over and over and over again but i was always terrified at the beginning of it just because of, of the slaves yeah the sla in the building of these pyramids it was terrifying is this an animation movie it's or? animated yeah, yeah. Okay. i think dreamworks maybe Definitely. That's cool. I will. I will watch this. I think it's on Netflix. It is very good. But okay. Just be prepared. <laughs> okay. 
I will make sure I take my <laughs> my, my my crying towel. And there you go. <laughs> but the music will soothe you. It'll be okay. <laughs> So my, uh, yesterday, um, I had a package delivered by Amazon, and um, I had ordered six nightlights. I'm sorry, eight nightlights. Why? Yeah, and uh, it's not that I'm afraid of the dark, but my wife thinks I am. Um, so I ordered eight nightlights because at the middle of the night, if I got to get up and get a glass of water or use the restroom or m move Taco off the bed, Taco is our golden retriever dog, um, I don't want to have to bump into something. But... Um, I got these night lights, a pack of eight. I installed them in every single outlet I can find. And now my wife is like, I can't sleep at night because all the damn lights are on. <laughs> um, she is under the impression that because some sort of a child movie scared me of the dark that I got all these night lights. Um, and that is not why. It's just because I didn't want to walk into things. However, <laughs> back to the question. My childhood movie that scarred me for life. And this this might go against a lot of other people's opinions, I know for a fact it will. Um, quite frankly, um, I, I don't care, uh, but there is this very good attorney by the name of Melissa Hernandez. She's a, she's a good friend, a good mentor, and this is her absolute favorite movie. And when she told me this was her absolute favorite movie, it brought up nightmares. The trauma came back. The trauma came back, yeah. and <laughs> immediately I put on this game face like, hey, you know what, you're absolutely right. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I cannot sleep tonight because right. this movie scarred me. The movie was called Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, ah. Yes. Uh, I apologize to our listeners for that sound. That is our telephone system. But in any case, um, the movie is called Nightmare Before Christmas. And when I, when I watched it for the first time, I was like, well, why would there be a nightmare for Christmas? Christmas is a great thing, right? It, you, know, you wake up, there's presents. However, the movie was like the exact opposite of that. It was about giving Christmas, giving Halloween toys or like giving scary things on Christmas Day, right. which is like the exact opposite of what, or I should say the reaction was the exact opposite of what should have happened. Um, and it's, it's the reason I bring that up is because I, I watched it once and then I just was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll bury it in the back of my mind. That's I'll never see it. Really? Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so I watched it as an older child, so it didn't scare me, I think, as much as it probably would have since I was younger. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love that movie now. <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm in a room full of weird yeah. people. <laughs> um, but it wasn't so much that I, I hated it when I watched it initially. It was the fact that a couple of years later, my brother was like, my favorite movie is that movie. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? And over the years, almost every year, he would watch it at least once. And I just happened to be in the house when he's watching it. And I see the glimpse of like the guy twisting his head around or the skeletons or I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the animation in the movie because it was very different than traditional animation. Um, it just it just didn't work for me. It was a really weird and odd movie. Um, I'm not really sure why I brought up that conversation, um, except for the fact that to this day that movie still freaks me out. <laughs> and, and I am a 35 year old plus man. <laughs> All right. Um, back to our questions. Um, if you could tell a 1L, incoming 1L right now, some sort of a tip or a trick or something that would better their law school career, what would that be? I think networking. I definitely had the benefit of coming in with some legal experience beforehand, so I've known attorneys, I've been able to kind of network and get my name out there, but I didn't really do that my first year. I think I was so focused on trying to kind of hit my own uh, goals and trying to stay on top of everything, but I wasn't networking or kind of pushing myself out there. I think that, you know, we're going to law school to be employed lawyers, not to just have a degree. 
So you need to start putting yourself out there even your first year and not wait until you're a 3L and hope, you know, maybe somebody will like me and I can find a job somewhere. Okay. That's a pretty good answer. Um, how many chickens do you think it would take to take down an elephant? I was waiting for a question like this. I know, I knew it had to be weird. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Okay, well, so I have to ask a follow-up question because I don't know, how, like, elephants are big, obviously. Yeah. Uh -huh. But, like, how big? Like, so I've adult, never seen... adult male elephant, uh -huh. um, probably a couple of tons. Okay. Um, probably a foot of tusks on each side, at least. Okay. Um, and then chickens are just normal... Chicken size. Normal chicken size <laughs> chickens. Like, how much do you think? Like, weight-wise for a chicken? No, no, I'm thinking, like, oh. how many how many chickens do you think it would take... Well, so elephants are kind of scary cats, so I don't think it would have to be as many as I was originally thinking, because, I don't know, if you have, like, a pack of chickens coming for you as an elephant, they might just freak out and kind of be done. I don't know, maybe, but it still has to be a lot, because they're chickens. You know what, I'm going to say, like, solidly, 250 chickens. I think that would surround an elephant enough that it would be scared. And chickens are, like, very aggressive. We used to have chickens actually growing up, and they will bite you. So <laughs> I think that if you had, like, surrounding the elephant that many chickens, it would be scared. The chickens would go. I think that might be enough. Minimum 250, I'll say. <laughs> okay, all right. How much do you think? I, I, I don't actually know, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it would be at least... You think it's a lot more? Yeah, I would say between 750 and 1,000. Really? I was chicken. thinking about it. Yeah, I would say th about a thousand chickens. <laughs> yeah. I think just if elephants weren't so afraid, it would need that much. But elephants can get scared pretty quickly if something's kind of underneath them and they can't see. Well, the way I see it is like chickens, they they, they scatter from danger. So like if you even if you had like five hundred chickens, most of them would just run away. And a few of them that would stay there and fight, um, I I just don't think there's enough power in them because if, if if an elephant steps on, it just take, takes a step. That's true. The elephant can take out like four chickens at a time. At least, yeah. Yeah. And then if it starts swinging its trunk, you know, you're talking about chickens flying left and right. <laughs> and um, chickens are fairly weak animals. I mean, you can break a wing very quickly. Apparently, uh, my chickens were an anomaly because ours could hurt us if you touched it away. Didn't like sure, you had hurt. chickens? <laughs> I mean, like maybe not now. Swans or, or something <laughs> else. Um, so. Sydney has had the pleasure of hearing all of my uh, <laughs> stories regarding um, my mother, Pretty. Uh, my mother, Pretty, is a very interesting character. She is um, a, a widow who became a widow at a very young age, um, and we've, my brother and I have essentially spoiled her. Uh, with that being said, she's had some very interesting, funny situations happen in her life, and your chicken response kind of brought up an interesting memory. And usually I wouldn't... Usually what I do is I, I when Sydney comes in, uh, the, the few days a week that she comes in, I will bombard her with... Always like pretty updates. Yeah, a pretty, uh, we call it a pretty updates, but they're just stories from the past <laughs> and recent stories of pretty and her wild lifestyle. But I want to tell you this interesting story. I might have told it before, but our listeners are, not, are hearing this for the first time. It does deal with the chicken situation. Okay. We lived in Isla, New Jersey, I-S-E-L-I-N, New Jersey. Um, and I, I had bought this house, this giant five-bedroom, five-bathroom house. Obviously, I didn't need it, but stupid me, I bought it. It just happens to be the largest house on, on the street, but we lived in this neighborhood where um, there was quite a few, many, many smaller houses, but many of the smaller houses were across the street, but also bordering um, 
a different city called Colonia something, Colonia Town maybe, or something like that. Uh, no, it's called Colonia, New Jersey. The reason why I bring that up is because Colonia, New Jersey was always large plots of land. And large plots of land, mean many people had ducks and geese and chickens and farm animals and all kinds of stuff. And sometimes those animals would board, because they were bordering um, our neighborhood, they would come over. And Pretty liked to go for walks all the time. But she she doesn't like going for long walks, but she likes to go like up and down the street. And we live on a very quiet street, no problems. So one day, um, I am at my office working, and um, my neighbor calls me. And um, neighbor calls, and he's like, hey, Sahil, I have a bit of an issue. I don't know what to do about it. Um, and he's, he sounds very concerned and panicky. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, well, your mom is in the street getting chased by a turkey. And I'm like, can you please explain to me what's happening? Because I don't understand this. Well, what happened was one of the turkeys from our neighbors, uh, neighbors across in Colonia, New Jersey, um, and turkeys are very aggressive. They started, yeah, yeah. they started following my mother when she was walking. And as they got faster, my mom started getting faster. And eventually she started, I guess, like telling the turkey to go away. But the turkey thought, it, you know, she wanted to fight. So the turkey's chasing my mom and my mom's running. And my neighbor's telling me the story. And I'm like, you know what? It's life. She, she'll be fine. I'm sure she'll be fine. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't actually believe what was happening. These things don't generally happen. However, when I got home, my mother... Poor Pretty is like, I almost got killed today. And I'm like, what do you mean? Please explain. And she's like, there was this big bird and it was following me and I thought it was going to try and rob me. And I'm like, wait, what? The bird was going to rob you? She goes, yes, the bird was going to rob me. And I'm like, I don't think that's possible. She goes, yes, because it kept making a hissing sound. And I'm like, well, what did, what did you do? Did you, did you try and get away from it? She's like, yes, I tried to get away. I tried walking faster and the turkey just started walking faster. She says, bird. The bird just kept walking faster and faster. Oh my God. And eventually she starts screaming in the middle of the street. And that's when the neighbors start seeing right. what's happening. And they open their doors and they see this woman being chased by this giant 30-pound bird. And she's like swinging her purse and she runs inside the house. Um, long story short, she decided not to ever walk again in that neighborhood. And we live in that neighborhood. So um, she started doing these weird tricks where she'd be like, well, you got to take me to the mall so I can walk because I can't walk in our neighborhood. It's a dangerous neighborhood. Oh we lived in one of the, yeah, we lived in one of the safest neighborhoods. And she, she thought it was a dangerous neighborhood. So, yes, um, birds can be very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yes, especially turkeys. Now, typically these podcasts are... 20 to 25 minutes they're supposed to be 22 minutes long because then we add in advertisements and things like that mm -hmm. which gets done in the post recording phase we don't edit the actual podcast all we do is add in a introduction that's pre-recorded and then sometimes an outro that's pre-recorded and that's it everything else stays in the middle so if you said a curse like fuck well guess what it gets recorded um if some sort of a mistake happens like for example our telephone system just went off um that gets recorded as well um so I have one last question. I know where okay. we are way over time, but your, your this conversation has been so damn interesting. You're welcome, listeners. Yes, um, I have this one last question. Yeah, and you're missing a whole question. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to give her any any wild questions because we've we, we've already discussed a Cadillac uh, slash booty comparison. Uh, we've we've talked about wild animals. Um, this is really. I won't respond to this question. Pamela will not respond to this question. This is really for you. And then after we're done, we're gonna we're gonna be done. Okay. Um, Name the top five things that you would take with you during a zombie out outbreak. <laughs> Pam is so thankful that she's not having to answer this question. <laughs> I can't even tell by that response. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> okay. I have never even remotely considered this. 
Um, well, I need a weapon of some kind. Well, okay, you know what? So I've seen Adventureland. You need a gun. <laughs> you don't want to get too close to them, so I need some sort of shotgun, pistol, something. I'll let the listeners lo- uh, decide what gun I will have, but a gun. Um, the knife? Well, no, because you don't want to get that close to them. Yeah. So that's why I want the gun, so that I can just stay away. I can keep running. I don't have to worry about it. Um... Oh, I would take some MREs, those, like, the, what are they called, the military ready meals, whatever it is, so that I can have just that ready to go. They don't expire. So that's two things. Uh, I'll take I'll take the bigger of my two dogs. I think she would protect me. I think she would help me out. The corgi, I think, would be a little useless. I love him. <laughs> but he's not going to help me if, if zombies are coming at us. He'll be scared. So I'll take, I'll take Ray with me. Um, that's three things. Let's see. I need some sort of bandage because, well, no, if I get bit by a zombie, I'm dead. So it won't matter. Okay, so I don't need bandages. <laughs> uh, okay, so I need two more things. Like a bag with supplements or... Oh, that's true. Yeah, I would probably take, like, some vitamins because I can't get enough from my thing, and I'll take extra bullets. So there you go. <laughs> cool. I'm thinking protection here. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Um, we had Sydney Aller on, on live today. Um, Sydney, who would sacrifice her smaller dog. Don't worry. <laughs> he would sacrifice me, so I think that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, and we had Pamela, and this uh, this was a Teach Us Law show. My name is Sahil Patel, and thank you for listening. Um, the, the seven or 18 of you who are actually listening. <laughs> um, actually, last time around, we, we did one of these podcasts. We had almost 100 listeners okay. listen in. Um, and that was the one with our resident baker, um, Katerina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yours yours might actually get more because yours is a longer podcast and you're still a current student who is very popular, unlike Katarina, who's not popular at all. I'm just joking. We love you, Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you very much for, for listening. Um, and that was the Teacher's Law. So take care.